odd that a child should be sleeping out on the path. Stranger still that he or she hadn't stirred when accidentally kicked by Joseph. They saw that it was a young girl, and to their horror that she had her hands tightly tied together in front of her. She was lying on her back right across the path. Joseph Bourne scooped her up into his arms and almost without thinking they started back to the gardener's arms with her as fast as they could manage. She was fully dressed, apart from bare feet and legs, completely limp, and so cold that she chilled Joseph's hands as he carried her. Without stopping to check whether the child's heart was beating, the Bournes hoped she was still alive, but once they got her to Mr Harvey's pub, and he had quickly ushered them into a back room— It was obvious that she was dead. Joseph Bourne laid the little girl on a table and desperately felt her chest to see if there was any heartbeat. There was none. Both Anne and Joseph Bourne kept their heads in spite of their ghastly discovery. They left the pub straight away to fetch a police constable. They went down into Carl's Hill village, but didn't know where to find the local bobby. Almost immediately they met the same man they had passed earlier, the man who had been striding ahead of the woman the Bournes had assumed was his wife up on the Carshill footpath. Now he was with a girl who looked about fourteen. Joseph Bourne stopped the pair. "'Will you be so kind as to tell us where the police officer lives?' "'What's the matter?' asked the other man, revealing himself by his accent to be Irish. The Bournes said they had found a dead child, but even as they started to speak, the Irishman stuck out his hand to Joseph Bourne. "'I know you! Shake hands! If it's not you, I know it's your brother!' Bourne felt a sudden stab of anger. "'What was wrong with this fellow? Awful Irish blarney! I don't shake hands with strangers!' We need to find the police constable. It was as if the other man had not heard the awful news the first time. Was he drunk? Now he said, Why, what's the matter? Joseph said again, We've found a dead child. We've taken her to Mr. Harvey's. Another man began to cry out, and the girl clutched at his arm. Oh, father, it must be our little Sally. Where is she, sir? We were just looking for her. Told again that the child was at the gardener's arms, the pair started off towards the pub, quickly becoming distraught, while the Bournes carried on down into the village, looking for someone who would tell them where to find the constable. They met a woman who had once kept company with Joseph's brother, and she told them where the local bobby, P.C. Alexander Kemp, lived. Before long they had found P.C. Kemp, and he hurried back to Harvey's public house with them. Kemp was a police officer with a real knowledge of his community. He recognised the child at once. He knew her family. He knew the poor father and older sister who had come to the gardener's arms, and who, having seen the body for themselves, had now had their worst fears confirmed. She was Sarah Melvin, five and a half years old, the youngest child of Michael Melvin and his wife Mary. By now it was around a quarter past nine. 
The room where the dead child was lying on a table was crammed with people keen to see the corpse and play some part in the terrible events as they unfolded. The spectacle of the child's father and sister, confronted by her bound corpse, was a horror no one would easily forget, and in the coming days there would certainly be something to boast about. P.C. Kemp turned them all out apart from two men, one of whom was Joseph Bourne. As the first finder, he had earned his place at the heart of the affair. Anne Bourne was not allowed to remain in the room. The macabre business of examining the body was a job for men to carry out. She waited for her husband in another part of the pub. Even the child's father was obliged to leave, weeping and in shock, there was no question of his being able to stay with his dead child. Once the room had been cleared,